This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. To infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you, the boys nerds out there, and just general TV fans. I'm Joanna. With great power comes the absolute certainty you'll turn into a right beep, <laughs> crop neck. I don't know if we could swear this early on the pod. <laughs> sure. And I'm Brian Stay Gold, Soldier Boy Plofsky. And we could not be happier that you took some temp V and brought your son to join us today. Because today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we are breaking arms and losing eyes while giving you our thoughts on the third season of The Boys, as well as a bunch of other stuff we are watching and getting hyped for. Um, Some general housekeeping. Head to the feed to check out our coverage on the entire first season of Miss Marvel. That has come to a close, Um, as well as our instant reactions to Thor Love and Thunder which is in theaters now. We also have a really fun crossover episode with Nikisha and Jamie of the Talking Horror Podcast about the newest season of Stranger Things, which you should totally listen to once you have finished the season. And there will be much, 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 much more coming your way. And you may be like, whoa, slow down, Joanna and Brian in the Nerdverse. How can I keep up with all of this? Well, be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, and you'll be notified every time a new episode drops. And follow along on all of our social media as well. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Everywhere we are at the Nerdverse pod, uh, at the Nerdverse pod. But... As we begin every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be we'll, we will be talking about the entire season of The Boys, so don't listen if you haven't finished yet. And some other tea wee wee, but tea wee. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. My gosh, my brain is melting from all these things that we're watching. I know. Uh, so check out the timestamps in the description uh, so uh, you see what we're talking about when. So you can skip ahead because we're going to talk about things outside of the boys. Um, and we will try our best to not spoil the other stuff outside of the boys but because we're going to recommend them. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, stay gold. You've been warned. Stay You've gold. been warned. <laughs> um, but. Since we are traveling to a new sector, it's time to enter Nerdverse Customs. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Let me see your identification. This week, we're headed to the boys' sector of the Nerdverse. Okay, so I guess you start. Like, what kind of stamps do you have like i need to see your passport for the boys but like what is your stamp situation there and what are your stamps so i'd imagine that you know there there are the graphic novels the comics which i have not read and then i would assume some people out there have rewatched. i have not so i'm gonna go ahead and just say one um i've watched it all but um that probably is where it ends um so i'm gonna give myself 
one um <laughs> one animated bluebird uh aka a friend of black noir stamps sure. one for me what about you yeah i'm probably at a two i've never rewatched it i've never watched the spinoff series i've only watched every episode once but i dig it and i love it so um i'll give myself a two just because i retain information pretty well yes you definitely do um oh and my my stamps are uh my stamps are a little head exploding emoji <laughs> yeah just the most gore in the world on this show yeah totally um, so yeah, we finished the boys. It's been out now, I guess for what a week or so. Um, the final episode aired. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure to watch a show that doesn't have anything connected to it at all. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about you. Well, so I would, I would say that it is a pleasure watching this show, but I would actually say that this show is harder to watch than a lot of other shows. Yes, we're not thinking about like how it's connecting to like this movie or that movie or this. Um, and because we don't know the comic books, it's really nice to not be like, well, that's different and that's different because it's still right. really well, it's really well made. However, it's hard to watch because of how much it's pulling from real life and how truly devastating <laughs> A lot of this is Ted agrees, as you can hear him in the background. Um, but yeah, I, I really love the show. I, I think this is the best superhero show on television. I think that it is grounded in reality of these characters, like having real feelings and emotions. I think that it is terrifying in the same way that it is really enjoyable and gory and fun. I think that all the seasons are just like, keep topping each other in a positive way. And I, I, I get so excited when this show is back on the air. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I thought that every season seems to get better, of course, with more notoriety and more, um, you know, popularity. It, I think that also helps its momentum. I really like sure. that the show is not really seeming to be concerned about like, tying into Emmy season because I think it's it's like disobeyed when the cutoffs are which is clear to me that I don't think they care that much about that sure, um, I mean they, season two was nominated for best drama yeah but I don't know if this season fits somehow oh, I don't like, know it, I'm just saying that the, yeah. the Emmys noticed them whether or not I don't yes. think they care as much but the Emmys definitely noticed them oh for sure right that's right last season um yeah, I mean, so this season, oh my God, the gore, uh, I don't really have a problem with gore, but like, I mean, to watch a superhero or to watch a, no, he was, I mean, you guess he's a soup. To watch a soup crawl up someone's urethra was just alarming. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the first episode? Yeah, that was the first episode. Yeah, that was, that was a lot. Um no, it's just it's so gory, and you're right. And it's starting to parallel. I mean, it's always paralleled real world. Yeah, but in a way that's just so so obvious now. Um, sometimes I'm like, is this just too obvious? Like, are we just what are we doing? Um, where it's yeah. But yeah. I, I would have said that if our real life it wasn't the way that real life is. If that makes sense, it's true. Plus, we are a little removed from like certain elements that they're that they are, um, you know, putting to screen, like we have new people in the office and things like that. So sure. it's a little removed, but it is, yeah, it's just, it's 
obviously so apparent, including, of course, the last scene um, of this entire season. Yeah. Which, you know, was wild and um, and and just like so harrowing. I mean, to be honest, the season was so strong. I actually thought, though, this the sets up really the it, they set it up really well for next season. It, actually, the finale was not what I expected at all. Interesting. Um, with coming, you know, talking about Soldier Boy and Homelander. I think, I think my overall, in terms of Homelander and and Soldier Boy, I feel like there's a, there was a point in the show where I just could. Homelander is so horrible, mm-hmm. and he's so overpowered that you're kind of just like. I can't take, I just can't take much more of this. Sure. But you know that he's just unbeatable. And I just, I, I, I know we can't lose him. And, you know, it, it's a great performance and everything. But it's just like, what is left? But I think it's it's obviously setting up that Ryan is going to be a big part of the next season. And, you know, we we have Soldier Boy on ice now, which I'm assuming he could come into play later. Like, there's no reason that they can't bring him back. But mm-hmm. wow, just I, I just I don't know what to like. How much further can we go? What's go like? What do you think is going on? Yeah, that's a good question. So yeah, if we want to start with the finale, I think the finale cleaned up things too nicely and set us into the future too nicely. I understand that it's a TV show. Seasons, last season did the same similar thing, but I believe the messiness in some of last season. This season, it just felt like too nice and neat to clean it up. Um, and like also, that's a good question. I think the same thing because like I want Homelander to die, but... What does that mean? You can that's not going to happen for the series like until the finale mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And that's fine. Um but yeah, how long I'm at the point of the boys that I, I love it, but now I wonder like how long can they keep going until all these seasons feel like the, they just keep going for Homelander and failing. Keep going for Homelander and failing. And like you know, it, it with all the horrible things that Homelander has done I even just have a hard time believing like that they would even be like accept his help in the finale and stuff like that. Um, I know he's powerful, but like it's just like it's devastating to watch sometimes. Uh, so that's kind of that's how I feel a little bit about that. Um, I still enjoyed it, but I, I definitely tend to agree with you. And then I think it's be- like it's like how do we keep the status quo but also move the story forward? Yeah, I that, think going a lot deeper. Of TV shows have that issue. Yeah, and I think going deeper with the characters is a smart move, which they're starting to do. But, yeah, I mean, it's still an incredibly satisfying season, but it was just, um, like, the loyalty switching at the end was like, wait, whose side is who on? Like, that was kind of crazy. I actually, to to move to Maeve for a second, I I didn't mind what they did with her because Maeve's great. And, like, she got to have the moment where we thought, she was dead, but she wasn't. And she doesn't have powers, which is actually great for her. Yeah, and she got to be a hero uh, and kind of redeem herself in her own eyes and then kind of be let go, if if you if that makes sense. She's allowed to, like, live the life that she actually wants to live. She did her part. And that's, that's pretty satisfying. And then watching um, the video and her just kind of, like, permanently deleting the video just to, like, leave her alone um, and just keep her safe from Homelander and all of that was uh, – was a really nice touch to end that uh, beat. Yeah, agreed. 
Um, going to Ryan for a second. Yeah. Here's here's a question for you. Jamie and I are of the same mind where we were like, I don't totally believe that Ryan would make certain choices like that i guess i i I understand that his reaction at the end is ambiguous to when homelander kills somebody in broad daylight some innocent person um and then people start cheering for him and then ryan kind of was like this is great like there's a smirk that we're supposed to maybe interpret as like this is great or like oh wow like we are so powerful that to me and maybe i'm totally wrong with you know his mother dying and him like I just think that he'd be, and even though Butcher's a dick, like I just thought he'd be a little bit, he'd make better decisions and and be smarter than that. And I know he's young and he's impressionable, and that's his dad, and I get that. But the, I, I'm I'm curious to see what they do with him next season because I'm not a hundred percent buying into that, even though I, I I get I get it. I think it makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, for for. I definitely agree with you in terms of the frustration and also like sometimes it seems a little convoluted, but uh, the way I interpreted it was that he did make a lot of good decisions last season, like, you know, tiny baby ones when his, when he was on screen, he was obviously doing what was right and saving the right people. But when you have his mother, what happened to him and you have butcher being the way that he was. And I think that, when Butcher like walks away from him, I think that's incredibly pivotal for his age and for yeah, and given the true. past that they have. So I think we're made to believe that that is enough for him to just need a father figure. And when Homelander is there and understands his powers and is a successful, what he thinks is a successful version of his power set, mm-hmm. it's sort of, to me, it's like only natural that he's going to gravitate there. I I think that they were showing us his hesitation initially because all of us were like, oh my God, like, is Ryan going to be okay with what just happened? And then of course they have this very like enigmatic smirk, which I definitely think is like, cool. My dad's cool. Like it's not great. Um, so I think it's also like when a kid falls and like the, the little kid, the toddler looks around to see the adults reactions to it. So like, uh, like the kid falls, like I kind of think I feel pain. Is this supposed to be, are people like, like how should I feel about this? Yeah. Yeah. He's looking for cues from other people. And I, that that's when you just said that, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, except for I think it's the reverse in this case, which is like, uh, I don't need to look what other people do. I think that I think that my dad did something really cool and I'm supposed to like it. But it's definitely distressing. Um, sure. I don't like this at all because I don't want to think of Ryan as a child that's going to be in danger. And I feel like so right now, so <laughs> the team for Homelander is A-Train and The Deep. And I guess Ryan, which is like a very not great team. <laughs> yeah. Um, because what he's murdered you- his good friend Black Noir, which can we talk about was actually really sad. Yeah, that whole I mean, let's go through all of these three. Let's go through A Train's story, let's go through the deep story, and let's go through Black Noir's story. Black Noir's story was super sad. Um you know, you can always recast like because you don't see the face. You can always recast a black noir like as a new person, um, and still have that character. But I, I definitely what like wildly sad, right? 
really sad and I I loved what that animated thing. It was so weird but so mm. funny and so like um specific that it worked yeah. for me. I was I was just like what is this? And of course we know so little and so to get this just bizarre, you know, altered reality that he has set for himself and like his you know, in, in his head is just mm-hmm. was it was I thought it was hysterical, but also just so perplexing. Um, so the, when they show up at the end, it's like really sad. They just like take him to the death. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, it was yeah. it was really it was really rough. Yeah. And like, you know, Black Noir, you know, in the past showing his face and then learning what Soldier Boy had done to him based on what he had done to Soldier Boy. Um, and, and, and seeing it, even seeing it in an animatic and in the animation was just like still pretty brutal. And you can imagine that like, he has a lot of, you know, brain damage and his facial scarring is even worse than we thought. It's just like, it's pretty brutal. Even though we see it over the years, I wonder how it healed, you know? Yeah. I mean, they didn't really use him as a soup much. So I, you know, in terms of the story, like I'm okay with the loss, but. Yeah, that was that was really yeah, sad and totally. brutal. That was right, what did you think of the A train story? Oh God. I mean, it was just it was it was pretty pretty pathetic. Um I I I honestly thought that he like wouldn't want to live anymore now hosting like the heart of this racist, horrible mm-hmm. uh what what's the guy's name? Um the other soup, but I forget his name, but that was I thought he was dead, you know, at the at the Herogasm episode. And I actually would have loved that. It was really sad. It was kind of poignant, like his final run. So while I I guess that you need to have him on the board for this next season, I actually would have been fine if he had kicked it then. Sure. What about you? Yeah, I, I like the story in terms of like how they were trying to incorporate certain elements of real life and and the like corporations like with apologies and things of that nature. That uh, Pepsi I, ad was so oh funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I mean, who among us doesn't remember that? Yeah. Ugh. That was brutal. Like him, him, I liked him like wanting to PR change to more of like, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, like an African superhero, if you will. And then, uh, him turning, you know, and then having a real actual experience of like injustice and happening to his brother and then, you know, his brother rejecting him. Um, you know, I, I think that's going to be I think it's going to be super, especially after earlier in the um, episode when he basically turned in um, uh, what's her name's friend, Starlight's friend. Um, and I think that that is uh, his his progression this season is way more interesting than it has been in the past. So while I, I also would have been fine, whatever happened to him, I think this is very interesting um, and in how how that's going to work with his heart, with how he's on, like how Homelander has him under his thumb. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by all of that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why he has to be under his thumb anymore. It's like he doesn't have any. I mean, I guess he has the murderers under his belt where yeah, they have that redness yeah, ledger, if you will. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he felt a little shelved this season, but um, in the superhero bit. kind of way. But I did, yeah, because he couldn't you know, run, right? So he couldn't do much. Yeah. Um, which is why I really liked the episode, the Hero Gasm episode, where I thought that was it. But he's back on the board. 
So we have, have him. Um, and then we have the deep. <laughs> Dear sweet the, Jace Crawford, the deep. The scene where the deep has to eat the octopus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Was so wildly disturbing, especially someone who loves so octopus. So bad. Yeah. And apparently it was like really. They, so they used a practical prop on set to eat. Um, but they were also pulling like strings behind him sort of like a marionette to like move his mouth in weird positions mm. and it was just everyone on set with thought it was just like so disgusting and like fa- and also fascinating at the same time um to do that it, oh, oh god blah, 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 blah. uh <laughs> yeah i feel i just feel bad for him i really do yeah i do and i don't i do because listen he he's just like He's just a poor little boy who has no back, literally no backbone. And like, he, it just like, he just, he, he's just so out of his league. He's so out of his 20,000 leagues. And then, uh, and then I feel, I don't feel bad for him because like, listen, you reap what you sow, like that type of thing. And now that he killed the vice president character or the, the potential vice president, potential candidate, right. um, like now he's definitely got him under his thumb and he just, he just wants to like, Man, he just wants like affection and approval so bad validation so badly from Homelander. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty sad. I mean, you know, we don't really see him um sort of get to flex his powers that often. It's mostly just made fun of and like a source of amusement for everyone. So like it, yeah, yeah I, I pity I pity him. But um, you know, him and, and like the relationship. It reminded me a lot of Veep when like they make Jonah um mm. get with the what's his name's daughter Elvis anyway I was getting beat vibes from that but yeah I don't know I mean I think he's just gonna be in a bad place this next season but I guess he's not encumbered by his fake wife anymore or girlfriend whoever right. it was. but I also I also think that's smart in some ways and when I say that I mean because she he could never get back into favor on his own and having and and if I don't, I would not have believed it character wise if he had. So having her as kind of like his way back into it, and then like he bails on her because he thinks he's like good enough, but he's clearly not. And now he's on kind of on his own for the next season. I, I think that was a really good use of that type of character to, um, you know, put deep back where he, it would make sense for him to be still included in that, you know in the seven in the, you know, in that, in that justice league esque type of uh, grouping. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, of course. Um, let's talk about MM if you don't mind. Um, yeah, of course. he's by far my, my, like the real superhero to me. He's the moral center of the show. Sure. He never forgets why they are there. Um, I think his story this season was the one I was the most emotionally invested in. I wish he yeah. got a little bit more time in the finale. I just have no idea why his wife is still with Todd. <laughs> it makes yeah. no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, for all we know, she's not with him after uh, the, at the very end. You know Maybe. what I mean? Because he's there without the daughter. And, like, we don't know that for a fact. But, yes, I totally agree with you. Um, and MM's definitely interesting. I felt like a lot of the other storylines were uh, – more if we're talking about the boys i felt like mm-hmm. the other storylines were way more predictable than mm's mm's was was um nuanced was interesting um 
you know, dealt with a lot of mental health issues, the OCD aspect, tying it in with soldier boy, like all of that was fascinating and wonderful. The moment he shares with his daughter, um, at the end, kind of relaying his trauma to her, um, but kind of trying to paint it in a positive picture, um, was fascinating. And, uh, I just, I think that his was definitely the more layered of the boy storylines because then you have this, my, okay, let's rank the boys storylines. Hmm. So I would say one, for me, one is MM. Two is Kamiko Frenchie. Oh, nothing can happen to them. I love them so nothing. much. I love the musical number. It was so yeah. good. I would say three is Butcher. And then four is Huey and um, Starlight. Yeah. Um, Huey and Starlight. I mean, I care more about Huey than I do Starlight, to be honest. Um sure. But I, yeah, the butcher thing really was, I mean, what a character. It's hard because he, he, Kyle Urban's so likable. I I love him. Um, But it is just, it's a, it was a rough, rough season. I I really wasn't um, sure what to make of it when he gets the information from Starlight about how taking it, the temp V is going to kill you. And then he just turns to Huey and is like, let's keep going. Um, but then he does end up turning. So that was wonderful. Thank God, because I just didn't want to hate him that much. And it's like, every, he does so many things and I forgive him, but like this was going to be unforgivable. Yeah. I, I do think they do a good job of making him forgivable. And I like that there are consequences to his actions because now he only has a certain amount of time. Um, and also on top of that, I actually think that the sequence um, where we go into his mind in that yeah. episode really – I know this was a point, but I thought it was a very effective way of kind of showing us what's happening to him without him talking about it because he's not a person who would talk about his inner demons and trauma. So being able to show it to us through that method felt like a real way to get to know him without him breaking character. You know what For I mean? For sure. I loved watching him actually just go through it rather than telling us about it. Absolutely. He's ne- and he's never going to be a classical hero. Um, no. So I'm excited to see what his journey Mozart arc is because it's going to be unique. Mozart a classical hero. Yes, this is true. Mozart, the real classical hero. You know, Huey says to Butcher that deep down that he knows that there's good in him and that they need – that. I think the central like ethos of the show is that – or the stand of the ethos is that – you know, we have to save everyone, even if they don't deserve it, especially when they don't deserve it. Um, and that, I think, is what I'm getting dissonance with, because it sort of goes it goes into this moral quandary, which is like unlimited power is obviously terrible. Superhero yeah. power, when there's too much, is also bad. It should be interrogated and critiqued. So if you're going to power yourself up like the boys, you have to do it carefully. You know, if one side is using one power to win, at what point do you decide that like the rules of the game have changed and you have to match that evil power to do good, to take down the other side? Mm-hmm. Like when is it good because it's for the greater good and when is it just like wanting power? So it's just it's just this constant thing that the boys are now having to go through with the temp V because they now have access to power in this way. But it it's just really stressful because you just don't want them to mm-hmm. go too far in one direction because then they're yeah. just as bad as the rest. Yeah, I totally agree with that sentiment. And I think that they balanced it well. You know, again, I thought that the 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 the, the 
the the plot point that they used was good. You know, I, I the 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 Huey Starlight stuff was pretty predictable. Um, and I think that the butcher stuff, at least there were consequences to that, like I said before. And I, I think that um, that element was handled pretty well when this feels like that could be like a season six plot line. Like now the boys get powers, you know, that kind of type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Um, I guess um, my main. Sorry. go ahead. No, no. Your main what? My main nitpick, though, throughout the whole season is is Homelander's powers because okay. he can hear you through like when when can he hear you and when does he know and when does he not? Like there were so many times where like Starlight's talking and I'm like, Homelander can just show up right now. He can hear you. So I just needed a little bit more clarity as to like when I mean, he's very busy and he's got a lock on his plate back at like Vought Tower. So I guess he's called away a lot. But there were so many times where he, you know, he just shows up because he can hear and mm-hmm. he can, you know, know your heartbeat and he know like he knows everything. Like you just cannot kill this guy. And there were just times where I was like, this is stressful because I feel like he's just going to be able to hear you. I don't know. Did yeah. you feel any of that at all? I do. I think about that stuff all the time. But because the storytelling was so good, I kind of let that go a little bit. Um uh, but I, I definitely think about that all the yeah. time. <clears throat> and something the else The starlight I, bit. Oh, go on. Sorry. No, no. The starlight bit of what? The starlight bit was also frustrating at the end because I was like, wait. So because the whole season she just sh- lights up her eyes and everyone's like, calm down. And, she, and then they, they go dark. And it's just like lighting up her eyes and then like, don't make me do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do love the moment where she stands up to – um so what's her name? But I was like, really? Like, this is all she's getting. And then at the end, I'm, of course, I like the fact that like, Huey gives her, you know, the the power and like yeah. picks, picks like boosting her instead of boosting himself. But yeah, it was very strange. I don't know. That was a little weird to me. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that I was less invested in her. So I didn't like her journey for me this season was less interesting. I think they did it well. Um, but it was just less interesting to me. Like I would prefer to see like Kamiko um, and her um, uh, journey from like losing the powers and then choosing to have them herself. Um, her romantic moment with Frenchie that kind of turns into a realization that they're just meant to be family and not in, in a romantic way of whether, whether that changes or not, we'll see. But I really liked that, that they kind of kept it a certain way. Um, that in some ways, you know, she's replacing her brother. He actually has a family. Um, I, I like all of that stuff for sure. Um, uh, but another question I have for you is, let's talk about the, um, let's talk about Soldier Boy for a bit. Um, Jensen Ankles has the best voice on television, right? Oh, speaking of voice? Just like his Soldier Boy, like, gr- like, like, lower dulcet Mm -hmm. uh, just like i could listen to him all day long i just thought it was oh he's got a great voice yeah it's just very like it's very manly without like being overly manly if that makes sense it does i mean to me it was like the perfect captain america that's not it was just um yeah it was rich and he was he was, yeah, he he was great. I I super I so enjoyed him this season. I think I thought I was expecting a little more, 
from the plot with him, mm. but I think he's just on ice right now. I think that this isn't the last. Yeah, I, it's I, I agree. I also think he towed the line really well um, between like not just being like an insane, you know, psychopath, sociopath, whatever, you know, like, like pure chaos. Like he really towed the line between who he like being like kind of grounded and, and, and just living in his own, you know, bubble, but also like with the PTSD and him just like being a nut job at the same time. I think that that he, I think he towed the line very well and how that came across in execution. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I think, uh, it's just, yeah, it's tough because, you know, he, he definitely could have been a hundred percent an asshole, but, um, this man sort of out of time, which is funny cause that's kind of what we think of with Captain America, but it's sure. like done to a extreme. Um, you did get the sense at times where he was just like out of his depth. And then there were other times where I was like, okay, so he's like homophobic and all the things of course um but it was funny to see because captain america wouldn't be that well adjusted right like he wouldn't Mm be he'd be like wait what is all what are these advertisements for why are people doing this why are they holding hands like i it it would be expected but it's not a fun story to tell so i liked that that was realistic yeah and there are cut scenes from uh avengers the first avengers movie of like him you know alone in new york riding the subway by himself before we get to him boxing and nick fury and all of that stuff um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i thought it was great but i think um herogasm the episode herogasm is this tv show's shining achievement because herogasm was highly anticipated that plot line and that 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 issue those issues in the comics Versus, you know, we were going to see it. Oh, my God. This is crazy. People were, like, very hyped up for that episode. They were calling it the Red Wedding episode. Right. Before it aired. Yeah. And quite frankly, it's a perfect episode because every plot line leads them there. So they're all there. You have the joke that Frenchie's missing it and it's, like, the worst thing ever. So everybody's there, essentially. You have the cool fight between Homelander and um, Billy the, uh, the Butcher and uh, Huey and um, and Soldier Boy. You have all that. But it's amazing because all these emotional beats are happening this episode. It, I think that's the episode that ends with Starlight going live on Instagram. And, and you have all of that stuff. And really the herogasm element of that, the sex party, the orgy, all of that is really just a backdrop. It's not this like – it's not this like forward gratuitous. I mean, it is gratuitous, but it's not, it's not the centerpiece of the episode in the way you thought it was going to be. It wasn't as over the top as you thought it was going to be. You, it really just comes down to the fact that they use that as a setting to really move plot and characters forward in the best way possible. I think it's a, a spectacular episode of television by using the hype to mold and move characters well. I totally agree. It was gratuitous in the way the boys is gratuitous about everything. Yeah, yeah. And it was, there were certainly moments in it where you just felt really bad for MM because he was just getting uh, just, just smattered right and left. But you know, it, they, they still told the story through the episode. They didn't get sort of distracted by sure. the weight of the hero gasm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was wild. I did feel so bad for Frenchie that he wasn't there. It was so oh, funny. And then when they carried that into the end, that, that remark where he's like, oh, I really I really wanted to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, I guess any any final thoughts before we move on to other TV shows about this season? Uh, what, and, and what are you hoping for in season four? Um, uh, yeah, I thought the season was great. I always love the boys. I thought it was just – I think I – think, it was almost a perfect season to me. The the final episode, I think, just was like, I was I was a little bit underwhelmed, but it was, but it sets itself up for the next season really well. Um, it was it was great. I think next season, I'm really prepared for just like the battle of good and evil and what that means because you now have. I'm sure they'll figure out something with the temp V or maybe this will be the butcher's swan swan song season. That'll be, that'll be what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, it's going to, I think Ryan's going to be involved. Is that maybe he's a fail safe for why Homelander like can't kill butcher. I, I don't know how that's all going to end, but I, I think Ryan's definitely going to be involved. I don't know how the politics will factor in. They've made it abundantly clear what they're trying to say about the politics. Of course, but mm-hmm. that only gets us so far. I mean, I, at first I was like, is Homelander going to be president? I mean, but I don't think they're going that route. No, so. I, I don't either. I think that, yeah. I don't I, think he'd want to be president. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they're, maybe they'll go that way. Who knows? Um, you know, obviously they're setting up those storylines. I, I hope it's not predictable. Uh, this show hasn't been too predictable in general. Um, but uh, I, I really hope that, this show moves quickly uh, because like, you know, the, the moment that uh, there was a part of me that thought that like a train and I forget his name, supersonic or whatever it is. Um, the boy band one. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, the bad one who he chased the, the bad, the bad guy or the one that was a member of the seven, the one, the, 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 the one that she knew from Starlight knew as a kid and was a friend. Yeah. I forget his name, but he's like, he's like in a boy band. Yeah. I forget his name. He was, he was very short lived. Yes. Well, here's the thing in any other TV show, that plot line where like a train is like secretly getting on a homelander's side by turning over that happened in one episode. These things happen quickly. The show moves very fast and I hope that it keeps that up with season four. Um, yeah. you know, I don't want the whole season to be like trying to take her down and they do, or maybe they don't. And then Homelander becomes president. Like, I, I don't want all of that, but we'll see what happens. I, I hope that it, they, but I trust them. These have been spectacular three seasons of television, the best superhero show out there because of how deeply scared to me, the stakes of this show are so much higher than anything in the MCU or anything in DC because of how real and grounded this feels. And I know that's the point. But still, I also forgot to mention, I loved the scene where we actually talking about just the show as a whole, the scene where at, at Herogasm, when A-Train apologizes to Huey for the very yeah. reason the whole show started, you know, killing Robin. That was like just again, it's unexpected. You're like, wait, I mean, it's expected because you would have a conversation like that in real life. But on yeah. shows like this, you don't. You just stay mad at each other and you, you know deflect away but i love how they're just interrogating our ideas about everything so totally all in all great season watch the boys if you haven't absolutely watch the boys so now we're going to move on to what we're watching um joanna why don't you start um well you know we'll, we'll take a couple minutes here uh to figure out what we're watching and enjoying so i'll you know i'll let you i'll let you go for it 
Uh, so I'm watching. Well, I have watched The Bear, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend. Yeah. Um, FX. I think. Uh, yeah, you can watch it on Hulu. Um, as well as The Old Man, Jeff Bridges on your television. What mm-hmm. a treat! It's in the middle of that right now. It's fabulous. Um, that's week to week. I think they dropped the first three episodes at the beginning, which I love when shows are doing that because they really allow you to sort of get in with it and then they bring you back to week mm-hmm. to week. Um, highly recommend. I'm also watching Westworld, which let me tell you, I fell off season three. Yeah. I didn't really even love season two that much. Season one was great. I think I'm making a bold prediction. I think the Westworld is back and this season they they heard the criticism they know what we want, and they have they have rehabbed characters that we didn't really like last season. I didn't even finish last season, but you don't even need to. Watch like a two-second recap on YouTube, and you can pick right back up. Wow. And I think this season is great. So, uh, yeah, Westworld is big for me right now. That's very exciting week to week. Um, I'm also watching – I did watch Barry. I know that you're catching up on that. Barry was yeah, catching up on fabulous. Barry. Yeah, I won't say anything about that. Better Call Saul, fabulous. If you are not watching Better Call Saul and you liked Breaking Bad, even I mean, you don't even need Breaking Bad, although you will look at Breaking Bad totally differently if you're watching Better Call Saul. It is such incredible prestige television. Um, and I'm slowly working my way through Umbrella Academy season, uh, what are we on, three? And yeah. then I watched The Bachelorette because I'm trash. And I started We Own This City, but... Oof, I don't know if I can keep going. It's just really, it's just really real. Sure. I just don't know if I can take that, uh, yeah. you know, on my screen constantly. But yeah, what about you? Sure. Um, so I am also watching Better Call Saul. It is truly Ooh. spectacular. The most recent oh. episode at the time of this airing was uh, uh, truly incredible. Oh uh, my this, god! This season so far has been great. It's not these long drawn out plot lines. Like they're really building characters and and really executing on everything. It's just like firing on all cylinders. I'm obsessed with the show. Every Monday, I'm on my butt and watching the show. I, I I'm so sad for it to end, but also I'm so fulfilled by it. If that makes sense. It's, it's so good. Oh my god. Uh, I'm also watching Barry. Um, I'm also I haven't even started season three of the Umbrella Academy. I'll get to it, I promise. Um, I, we obviously watch Stranger Things. Um, I watched season four of The Circle. Uh, I'm I'm rewatching Frasier for fun. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that's just kind of like my you know whatever show. Um, uh, we're we're currently watching Only Murders in the Building season two, which we're wildly enjoying. Uh, we love season one. I watched Assembled. Um, where's my Obi Wan Kenobi Assembled? But I or 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 behind the scenes or whatever it is. Gallery. Gallery. Thank you. But I watched uh, Assembled for. I finally finished the Moon Knight one, and I watched the um, Doctor Strange one. Um, but I watched season two of Hacks. Um, I finished The Floor Is Lava season two. Um, but I, what I'm saving for last is. Uh, I, I also watched the Baymax shorts on Disney Plus. Those were super fun and cute. Um, so, um, speaking of hacks, just real quick, Joanna Callow, she produces the bear and she's uh, oh, for the hacks. So anyway, awesome. more reason for you to watch uh, yeah. the bear. I loved hacks. Um, I love season one. I really enjoyed season two. But the thing that I watched, uh, not I, I watched something called Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Patterson cut. 
and tell us, please, what that is. So some person, I forget his name, his oh. last name is Patterson, uh, put together a two-and-a-half-hour version of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. This person I... edited it together, cleaned it up, cut out a lot, restructured it. It does, you know, like sport, like you'll, if you start it, like it does not start with, uh, order 66. It starts, it like, it starts with Obi-Wan. Um, and it is fascinating. It is wonderful. Um, I, and it, he rescored it in some places. Like he put dual the fates underneath the Obi-Wan oh and God. Vader fight. Um, he threw in Qui-Gon's voice, um, when he's trying to get out of the, the, the rocks, um, um, and he actually added some Vader lines. He took lines from all of Vader's, you know, speaking canon. from a canon and he pieced them together, um, for the seek for one of the sequence, you know, when Obi, when, when Vader, um, throws Obi-Wan in the fire yeah, and he, um, uh, and he's like, just like standing there watching him and lets him go away. They yeah. actually, the, he has a stormtrooper say, should we go after him? And he, and uh, Vader says something to the effect of like, you know, no, not, it's not time yet or something like that. So like, it, like it, it adds a little bit to that. Um, they cut the whole Leia chase and she just goes out there and then like they put the bag over her head. Like they just clean it up. Like I'm, Is I, Reva I, involved still? Yes. So what they did was they made Reva more menacing by cutting all the other, so his theory was if the other inquisitors are telling her that she needs to like chill out and like she's annoying or whatever it is, we think that way too. By removing all of that fifth brother, like you better watch out stuff, she's just like doing her job. You know what I mean? Right. Like the grand inquisitors there being like, you need to slow your roll, but like nobody's there just like she's just doing her job and it's um it was great. I, I because th there wasn't a lot of time for it to breathe because a lot of it is just like the 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 big parts cut together. Um, but uh, I'm really happy I watched it. I I, I really am. Um, I would I highly suggest it. it. Yeah, it I would, sounds I would, truly bizarre, but I'm sure that it's uh, satisfying. Yeah, I I definitely I definitely dug it. Uh, I would probably, I would highly suggest it. If that's your thing, like two and a half hour watch, it was fascinating. Wow. And do you think that, I mean, can there be anything gained from it? Like, is he trying to get, you know, is this the guy with the deep fake, like trying to get noticed? Oh, and, I mean, I'm sure, regardless of what his uh, other intentions are, whatnot, are. <laughs> yeah, he just seems like a fan who loves to, he just put it together. Like I've seen edits of The Hobbit, uh, like the three Hobbit movies, they just like mm -hmm. cut all the elves like that. Like it's a tight, like three hour movie as opposed to, th you know, three movies or one. It's fascinating that the way that people do this stuff. Um, and I, I really enjoyed my time watching that. That's great. Um, what I also want to talk about though, is stuff that we're excited for. Yes. Now, on this podcast, we'll, we will be covering She-Hulk. We'll be covering Andor. Um, and we'll be covering Lord of the Rings uh, 
and uh, the Game of Thrones, the House of Dragon, uh, House of the Dragon, Rings and, of um, Power, Rings of Power. But we're gonna do the first episodes, and then we'll, maybe we'll check in here and there, and then we'll talk about the season as a whole, like we did with the boys just earlier. Um, but we had two trailers. The Game of Thrones trailers came out. Another uh, and uh, another House of the Lord Dragon, of the Rings ones. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts and Rings on of the? Power. Let's let's start with the Rings of Power trailer. Um, oh my god! What are your thoughts? I am so excited for this show. So for those of you who don't know, because I'm sure that there are people out there who are like, what? I mean, we've all heard that this happens before the stories that we all know and love. The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. So if if I may, if you would allow me, just a brief history lesson of, as to where and what we're seeing here. Because I think this is incredibly helpful if yeah, I sure. was kind of clueless. So... You know, Tolkien has this. There's the three ages. There's the first age, the second age, and the third age. Hobbit, Bilbo Baggins is born like in the late part of the third age. That's when he's born. Gandalf shows up in the third age. There are, there are, um, the Cimmerillion is sort of the first age. It's, it's very, very dense history stuff. If you want to know more about that, you can read, read the Cimmerillion. That? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. I don't think I will. Um, but, um, the, but the first stage is, you know, elves uh, discover the Ents and it's all Melkor and Sauron sort of is there too. This is when, um, uh, Galadriel, 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 whatever, Gal, my girl Gal, this is when she is born Mm -hmm. and she is in this, she is the main, like the main, her and Elrond are the main parts of this of this story. This is going to be the second age. Mm-hmm. So there's been all this peace. Um, so when there's peace, you know, everyone gets very comfortable with, uh, they're resting on their laurels and they're knowing, you know, we don't need to fight, but the elves are super, super old. So they remember everything and they have visions and, and, um, gal, um, is just like, you haven't seen what I've seen. And we all know does not go great with, with what happens in Lord of the Rings. Does not go great when these rings come and then there's the one ring and there's the battles and everything. So she, you know, she sees what is going to happen and um, it's just, it. I'm so excited. And it's it's a little daunting because sure. the there's no dialogue to necessarily pull from. And, you know, Tolkien, the, the, the newer movies had this great advantage of pulling, lifting dialogue from his books um so there isn't really text to pull from but the writers of this show are huge fans and some of the dialogue in the trailer sounds tolkienian so i don't know that i made up that word um i think it's yeah thanks um i think it's really i think it's really gonna be good i think you can see the money a little bit now in the trailer um i mean it looks beautiful Beautiful. And we're seeing things we know about. We're seeing Casa Dune, which is like the dwarf city that's in ruins in the movies as we know it. Like we're mm-hmm. seeing it. They, they actually built like a physical – a lot of that was practical. Like this little village they built. It's, it's thriving at this point. And um, yeah, we know we're, the Numenorians, like the – I think that's where – I think that, that that seaside town, I think that's where a lot of the um, Numenorians are like – uh, they live really long because they're like descendants of elves, but they're not mm-hmm. immortal. Um, but anyway, they, I think a lot of the palace intrigue will be happening, you know, 
in the in that, sort of in that storyline. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we know what happens. We know that it's not great, and I would love to know what these characters are doing. You know, with some of them knowing what could happen and what's sort of around the corner. So yeah. I am really excited. And, of course, the Harfoots, which are these hobbit-looking creatures, those are Tolkien, but, like, that's sort of the, sto- that's sort of the via- like, the um, device that they're using to sort of, like, ground us to, like, hobbits, Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. But they are not hobbits. They're just um, kind of like, like them. So, sure. and the two characters, Poppy and somebody, they're made up. But, yeah, I don't know. I just think... I think this is just going to be really, really good. Um, I just, I, I just love it. Elves, just sign me up. Who's that meteor man? Who's that that wizardy thing in the center of that fire thing? I, I, I have so many questions. I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, it's eight episodes. I'm super excited for this season. I, I'm not a Lord of the Rings expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I enjoy the heck out of it. I love those three movies. Um, I not I like I like moments and things from the Hobbit movies, but you know, I I enjoyed reading the book more. Um, but man, I'm just excited for this. I'm excited for the grand scale. I, I really hope that it's it's the story is just as good as the effects and the beauty of it. It's like the most expensive TV show ever. So I'm fascinated to see how how and if it holds up and if they execute well. Um, because um, J. A. Bayona, who is one of my top, like I really enjoy his movies, is directing a couple of episodes, including the pilot, I believe. Um, if you've never seen it, The Orphanage is a great horror movie. He directed the yeah. imp- no, not for you. Uh, <laughs> he directed The Impossible, which was about the um, Thailand tsunami with Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts and a young Tom Holland. Um, a Monster Calls, which is a great sci-fi horror fantasy movie. Um, he also directed Fallen Kingdom, the Jurassic Park movie. But it was a bad movie, but well-directed. Anyway, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited for this and uh i i would say i am more excited for lord of the rings than i am for the game of thrones tv show yes that's a great segue and before we use it i just want to say i'm doing a reread of the books the i'm doing a reread of the hobbit and i'm going to do the fellowship and the the later trilogy as well i think it's going to be tight because that's a lot of reading um but i'm just yeah i don't know you don't have to do that by any stretch of the imagination because again this is not like you're, you're not, no one's behind. Um, you can go watch those movies, but it's not like there are some appendixes you can read or appendices you can read and little things, but it's not, it's not going to be some like Easter egg crazy show. I don't think. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to give any more money to Jeff Bezos, but I really love Lord of the Rings. So I'm really excited for the show. And I know that they're looking like on a, on a, commercial level like they're looking for their game of thrones um but rings of power uh, not rings of power the wheel of time was not it so let's just hope that this is far better i think it will be (laughs) hey we just talked about the boys run by amazon which is you know maybe what the boys is about but um yeah um and now hopefully lord of the rings will do something for them and i'm super excited for it but uh yeah let's talk a little bit about um uh house of the dragon um i I, I am 
I am looking forward to watching this show, but I have to. The trailer looked awesome. However, mm-hmm. I the Game of Thrones last season eight put such a and even some of seven put such a bad storytelling taste in my mouth that like I'm really kind of indifferent to this show, which might be beneficial for the show that it's kind of like that I have no expectations for it and it might be amazing. And I'm sure the production value and all of it will be great, but like I'm just not there and I'm going to watch it and I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm just not there because does that make sense? For sure, and you are not alone, and I feel very similarly. So let me say, yes, let me say I'm more excited than you. But let me say a few things that may get you at least feel a little better. We are all extremely disappointed. Well, no, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but, like, we are. Disappointed, (laughs) by the way, that Game of Thrones ended. Let's be real. Sure. Everybody, the question is, are you ready to get burned again? And, like, I am ready to get burned again, I think. I think it's been enough time. Number two, Benioff and Weiss are not involved in this. Right. Right, but, which, is, which is that's the, actually the most exciting part to me. The other exciting part, probably the most important thing, is that George R. R. Martin wrote this book and it is done. So we are not making anything up. This is actually in a story. Um, if you're curious, it's um, uh, Fire and Blood. So there's some like some novellas too that it's going to pull from. But um, yeah, this book is done and there is going to be no liberties or um guessing going on so this is very very encouraging number three um there's some really great directors who are part of are going to be part of this show like um, miguel sapochnik who did uh the long night um Mm -hmm. famously a dark episode literally dark on your screen um but he did a lot of really great um battle episodes with game of thrones that did very well the people mm. that empirically did very well um we have uh ramin jawadi who's doing the music i don't know if you could hear that in the trailer yeah, i did i noticed great that. score um also does westworld shout out and also eternals and game of thrones um <laughs> and uh who else did i see that was cool oh barry gower who is like doing prosthetics and we know him from game of thrones but also stranger right. things and like chernobyl no time to die so there are good people on this. Yeah, That's I, encouraging. I, I, I'm, I'm, I just carry a little bit of baggage, and and oh, big time. But those, those, the, your points are excellent, and they get me a little bit more excited for sure. And there's been a lot of practice with the dragons, and we're gonna see a lot of them. And they have the advantage of getting a lot of tech out of the way, so the dragons look great. Yeah, I mean the trailer looked awesome. I, I, I actually. Uh, the the trailer made me more excited to watch it, which is what a trailer should do. So I'm definitely into that. Do you have any sense of the story for what this is? Yeah, just like some King Lear shit. <laughs> like, like okay. you know, like I'm sure there's other stuff, but like it's just like, should I? It's just like it's Iron Throne bullshit again. And like I'm I'm there for it. That's fine. I love Palace Intrigue. I uh, know I just said that uh, Rings of Power, but there's going to be a lot of that. I think this, this, so this does, just in case anyone doesn't know, this is like 150 years before uh, the Westeros events that we know from the original series. So this is a long time ago. And yeah, Viserys Targaryen, he's cool. He's a chill king. He's got a daughter, um, uh, Rhaenyra, and she should be his heir. But then his brother is like, wait, wait, what about me? And then the king also married a young wife. And then she's like, what about my kids, though? And it's just going to be a battle. So for the throne. Um, It's not going to be super crazy, but I think think it could be good. Great. Uh, 
and I bet that they won't even go that far, you know, for the first season. I'm just, I don't sure. know where they'll stop, but um, I, I, if you're nervous about it, definitely warranted. I sure am, but I think that there are a lot of reasons that this could be saved. We'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, and as we mentioned, we are going to cover the first episodes of each of these series, Lord of the Rings and Game of uh, um, Ring of Power and House of the Dragon. Um, we'll see how we're enjoying them. Maybe we'll do like a midway point for both of them, um, and we'll definitely cover both of them when they're both over. Um, that's something we'll definitely do. So, um, or this season at least. So stay tuned for those. But um, yeah, in terms of what is next for us, aside from those two, we're going to be covering She-Hulk and Andor for you every single week. Don't worry, we are you know we we are primarily a Star Wars. Um, we are primarily a we're MPU, a Disney household. <laughs> we're a Disney house plus <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, yeah. So we're we're super excited for that. Um, so you know, stay tuned for those. We are going to be covering the I Am Groot um, uh, shorts just for fun. Um, and then, uh, tune in here for all of your Comic-Con, uh, updates and things like that. We'll be talking about all the news coming out of Comic-Con. Uh, and then, um, things that I'm personally excited for, uh, the new Harley Quinn season animated, I'm super pumped for. Yeah. And, um, we won't be covering that, uh, and we won't also be covering the Sandman, uh, coming to Netflix in August. Um, but, um. Uh, we'll probably do another one of these TV episodes and talk about it a little bit there. Um, and then this this fall, we've got all the movies for you. We're going to do Black Adam. We're going to do Wakanda Forever. We're going to do, um, you know, uh, we're also going to do the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special, um, uh, Shazam, all that stuff. Super excited for it's going to be that. busy. Yeah, yeah. we're going to we're going to work our butt the off. Way of water. Oh man, so watery looking. Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, we, we, I definitely want to rewatch the first one. I haven't seen it since it came out, but um, I couldn't I, even tell you what happened in it. I I'll, definitely saw it, yeah, but I can't remember. Yeah, I'll tell you. I am more excited <laughs> for this movie because of Animal Kingdom uh, than I am because of the movie itself. Right. You mentioned that was incredible. Yeah, uh, the Pandora um, section of Animal Kingdom, especially with Flight of Passage. Um, uh, fantastic ride, amazing. I mean, James Cameron delivers. Like, yeah, totally. You know, he's he, he seems knows like a, a wild man, a duty head he's in some a, ways. But yeah, he's not great, but he thinks his stuff's great and uh, generally does pretty well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But that that was that's a movie I haven't thought about in a long time until, of course, the trailers yeah. started appearing recently. Well, nerds. The whole point of what we do is that no one should have that kind of power. But we hope you had as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us next time in another corner of the Nerdverse. As a small universe and a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews and ratings are super hero important for us to grow. So thank you so much for listening, and keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, you don't need powers. You just need to be human.
Oh, also, listeners, uh, uh, let us know what you're watching. Are you watching the same stuff that we're watching? Are you watching different things? What are you enjoying? Let us know. Uh, you know, all social media um, do that. And check our Instagram. We're going to be having a mailbag episode coming up, mm. and we want all your questions and thoughts. So um, go to the Nerdverse Pod on Instagram and give us your questions. We can't wait.